0: listening to housewives on display with jay and jay how was your day
1: (laughs) it was good um one of my co-workers just started watching housewives and so she's like obviously talking to me about it every five seconds um (laughs) she started off with bh okay and she's in season four now so that's her storyline and she was like asking me she's like oh do you watch this one do you watch this one i said look stop asking me i watch all of them I've watched a few episodes of Dallas, but I don't watch Dallas, and that's it. I mean, she's like, wait, you watch, like, have you seen, like, this one? I'm like, yes, I, what about, like, yes.
0: Yes, I've seen them all. Mention them all.
1: Yeah. And then she was, of course, like, quizzing me, like, which one's your favorite? And then, like, which one is your favorite season, even if it's not within the one that you picked as your favorite franchise? Like, all of that. It was Mm. just, it was funny. It's funny when people discover Housewives. How was your day?
0: Um, I did absolutely nothing today. Like, I didn't even, like, wake up and, like, fully function, get out of bed until about maybe 2 o'clock. Um, <laughs> in my defense, you know, it's it's day one of that time of the month. So, uh, yeah. I'm, You're fully allowed. I'm fully allowed. I would assume um but yeah but I you know I did wash my ass and I washed my face so I feel like that's you know an accomplishment (laughs) so I guess if no one has anything else to add we'll get right to it real housewives of Atlanta and it is season 13 episode one titled no justice no peace (laughs) (laughs) so what are you rating this episode
1: Again, I don't know. I don't know if this entire holiday season, this entire December, I'm just going to be giving <laughs> high ratings or what's the video? <laughs> I'm feeling really generous. I am about to say the bitch is Cindy Lou who over here. Okay. Yeah, it took over me. So I'm giving it a B.
0: That's fair, actually. You think so? I do. Because I, I did enjoy the episode too. It's the premiere. So I'm not going to be too, you know. Expect
1: stush. too much, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And you know, it's the holiday season, so I'm okay with giving it to plus. So it obviously opens up with like a montage, and they're talking about, um, you know, the George Floyd murder and subsequent protests after that. Um, none too surprising, you know, coming from Atlanta, like I was kind of expecting that they would be the ones if not the only franchises, because I'm not really, I'm not watching OC. And I don't know, that's another one that's basically going through the COVID process, so I'm not surprised that I'm assuming that OC did not cover the protests. I don't know. Um, <laughs> just if they did, on. they only
1: covered it from like Bronwyn's perspective or something.
0: <laughs> right. Um, or from Kelly Dogg's perspective in the matter that she got in trouble for her very stupid hat. So yeah, I'm not surprised that Atlanta is covering this. Um, and I just just do wanna make an overall note that I think that they did a really good job with the education aspect in this episode, not only of the protests um, and why people are protesting, but of COVID also. I think everybody kind of made it a point to mention that, yes, COVID is a thing. Yes, we're trying to take precautions. Yes, this is the best way to do so. You know what I mean? And I feel like I don't know if I would expect that from other franchises particularly. And I kind of have a point on that because it kind of it kind of bothers me a little bit. Which part? That you know the black franchise is the one doing the education and bringing up shit. Because I, I do like too. I'm...
1: I have so many comments about what you just said. Yeah. I. I uh, what part do we talk about? Do we talk about it now? Do we wait till? I mean, when... let's
0: talk about it now. Because we... honestly, like it, this episode, it doesn't really need to be broken down individually. Like there are obviously like some key parts that we're gonna talk about. But I feel like it's an overall, just an overall feeling because it's the premiere. So for me, like, I just have a problem with, because it kind of feels like now you're putting the onus on like black women uh, to be the educators. And I feel like we kind of get that stereotype or maybe not a stereotype, but that expectation a lot. And it's kind of bothersome to me because we, we, we aren't the only ones that should be explaining what's happening. You see what I'm saying, like or taking COVID seriously, or educating people on the subject matter. Like, yeah, like Marlo was making a joke about this is not six feet, but th- those are important key factors that I'm sure are not being discussed. And I'm going to keep picking on OC because that's the only one that's currently that was filming during COVID. Beyond, I guess, um, road the
1: reunions and to- the reunions,
0: right? It kind of to me. Goes back to that like, like, mammy stereotype, <laughs> like the black mammy who's like doing the thing, like, you know, teaching and being the caregiver and the nurturer. Like, and I kind of don't like that because I don't like the expectation that we're supposed to be teaching the general public, aka, sorry to say, white people about things that are going on in the world.
1: Um, my note was going to be, which actually is relevant to your note, was that I don't come to Bravo for my education, period especially mm. on BLM because I'm black. So like I didn't expect to be actually like moved by the way they did it because I mm-hmm. already was coming into it like I'm You're black, now. I already know how it is. Like I again, mm-hmm. I don't come to Bravo to tell me about political stuff period, let alone the shit I deal with in my everyday mm-hmm. life. So I was actually pretty shocked about the way they covered it that it meant anything to me. A and B if you're coming to Bravo and this is where you're learning about shit, you have an issue and you <laughs> need to go study.
0: <laughs> you right. need to go read big, up. Big,
1: big problem. There's yeah. no way that this is the most time you spent quote, studying BLM is watching mm-hmm. Portia Luther King is not going to pass the test. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty disappointed in anybody that's really hearing this shit for the first time, quite honestly.
0: Right, and also, and, and not to disrespect any of the ladies, because I, like I said earlier, like I do think they, they did a good job um, bringing up not even just George Floyd, but also obviously Breonna Taylor. But at the same time, <laughs> we also need to understand that these ladies are also of a different, how do I say this lightly without being kind of offensive? They're of a different class also. You know what I mean? And so- They have a different
1: have, experience
0: exactly and i would have an issue with you coming onto this show and this is like your primary education because i need you to go down to the fucking streets i need you to talk to those people you know what i mean because these ladies and again no offense to them that doesn't mean that they can't comprehend what's going on or they've never experienced things themselves but these ladies go to these protests they you know these do these moments they have these platforms they talk whatever and then they go home to the big mansions <laughs> so I need you to get your education from the people that are going to these protests and then go home to their
1: that are in the trenches, the ones who experience are and are, are really at risk for these type of happenings. From a not to say that experience. right, not right. to say that a black experience like a murder couldn't happen to a celebrity, but imagine how much harder it is. We lost it over some people that we've never even met, let alone if it was a celebrity everyone could galvanize behind. Mhm. It would be insanity. So the police don't want any parts of that. They're going to avoid as much as they can not to murder a famous black person if they can help it, right? Um, but a little local, a they don't care,
0: right? They learned a lesson when Rodney King, um, so they're not going to do it again. Where it's like a very really public figure that's getting you know whatever on camera, especially, yeah. So that was my that's my only. Those were kind of my notes on, you know, this
1: beginning montage, or just their coverage of everything in general. Um, I mean, I also laughed at the fact that they're supposed to be representing COVID, and they're in Atlanta. Like, my ass that they're actually taking precautions. I've seen plenty of these ladies not taking that many precautions, so please. Nice try.
0: Um, And again, I think it was mentioned to Watch What Happens Live. I mean, it, it couldn't have been that much precautions going on, because Cindy has still had her whole ass wedding. So, I'm <laughs> like please best believe and we everyone knows that atlanta has been probably the one of the least cooperative places when it comes to covid precautions and guidelines not just of the women on the show but just in general like every time you look at a party it's in fucking atlanta or it's in texas
1: um it's maskless everyone's stacked on top of each other and they're living like it's 2019
0: and even worse it's like a fucking pool party i'm like so you're just you just don't give up but let's have all these COVID droplets into this water and splashed around and get into people's eyes, their nose, their ears, and mouth. Let's make sure that they get a COVID infection is what you told me. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's a little annoying. Like I said, and, and the montage lasted a long time. <laughs> and like I said, it's just, it's great that there was this education aspect of it. But it was annoying to me in that it's no other franchise is doing this. No other franchise would get this edit. No other franchise would have this expectation.
1: You know it's a big deal when Bravo breaks the fourth wall. And they walked right into the premiere breaking the fourth wall to explain all this shit. You need to do this shit on OC. But we also need can't to do this speak for Bradley OC because we don't see it. We don't know what they're doing. I mean, they're not doing this. We know that. But we don't know uh, what well, they're I, doing I mean, at all. I
0: so I can't speak for it because I'm like, I know they're not doing it. Because I would have seen people talk about the fact that they did it. Maybe we'll do it eventually at some point. But I don't think so. <laughs> something tells me, unless uh, unless the time they were recording it was somehow before.
1: Yeah, see, they have part of their season where they haven't had COVID at all. They just hit COVID, I believe, like, okay. like last week or something. Because
0: the George Floyd case didn't happen until, I mean, Breonna Taylor's happened in March. But she didn't really get coverage until about May. Around the same time at that the George Floyd thing happened. Right. So I'm willing to say that maybe it hasn't happened yet on the show, and that's why they didn't cover it. But I have a, I have a feeling <laughs> that it will be briefly mentioned, if at all, probably just
1: glossed over. Then again, there's only one person who they'll give the responsibility to do it. If they <laughs> want to do it justice, it will only be Ron with the fans.
0: Newfound LGBTQ member, Ron.
1: Yeah, who was on that. Um, not a moment but a movement special it would be Bronwyn yeah and so on that
0: though (laughs) so we skip past that and now we're at Cynthia's house and I guess she's having some sort of luncheon for her girls she says she's gonna have it in the driveway this time because um (laughs) I guess they've exhausted all the other places on Lake Bailey Candy pulls up in a nice Bentley truck which further compounds what we were just talking about earlier
1: (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't have any other that's what she said
0: right and yeah the only thing I mean that was worth noting in this scene to me was one obviously like Cynthia's titty kept popping out it was on the loose and that thing did not want to be <laughs> taped down okay that breast told me that it's been out quite a bit during COVID between her and Mike
1: <laughs> she didn't even she, feel the air hitting it
0: <laughs> she did not know how to
1: behave that little that little breast the tit oh, would just yeah. be out and Cynthia would just be talking like your whole tit is out how do you not feel your tit being out like I would feel my tit out so the fact that she doesn't feel it means that it's been out
0: exclusively like all of COVID <laughs> but then the second thing I wanted to know about that is that like, I thought that her waking wasn't that bad looking it looks decent on her you notice it but it doesn't look like scary like someone else's did mm. And then I also wonder if that was just like is that in- internalized colorism I have going on? Like, I don't know. Like I don't know why Cynthia's didn't really like seem as concerning to me as Kenya's, which we'll talk about.
1: I mean, everyone has different bodies. The way it filled in on Cynthia and I don't think she gained as much weight as Kenya either. And she's yeah. also naturally thin.
0: Petite. Yeah. That's what I so, figured. I was, like, I was like, you know what? Let me opportunity check myself. We talk about education and shit. I'm like, let me just make sure that that's not where it was coming from. But I feel like the way it fell out on Cynthia, like she doesn't look bad to me. And um, candies,
1: so I don't mind candies either. She's always a thicker girl. Like, even when she's uh um she's quite stout. So I'm okay with her gaining weight too. It looks fine on her to me.
0: Yeah, that's the weird thing about candy too. Like it her weight gain also just kind of fits her. I mean, obviously, you know, it's aided by lipo and such, I'm sure, but
1: Right, and that's oh, the other thing we have to um say, for every single one of these ladies is that they also have had work done on their tummies to make it so that it only stretches so far.
0: Right. And whatever fat they don't want, they just take it and inject it into their ass. Because Cynthia literally has a donkey booty now. Maybe even a stallion booty. Cynthia's um, had at
1: least two BBOs.
0: <laughs> like easily. Once she started gaining with Peter, I think she just started putting that shit in her ass.
1: Because um, Do you remember um season three when she walked in that bathing suit mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. bought so let alone whatever she bought recently no
0: they're all purchased and that's fine marlo pulls up in a g-wagon again for the compounding what i just said earlier and i also noticed that she has a dior bag, and i noticed that because i want that bag and um you know she has like her fucking face shield on and she's measuring shit out, taking people's temperature, et cetera, et cetera.
1: That's so Marlo. That's how I that's how I felt like uh oh, we're back in Atlanta. Because that was so Marlo to be extra and bring tools and accessories. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And so while they're having their you know, their lunch, it, Kenya's name gets brought up and I guess they're saying like, oh like we haven't heard from Kenya. We haven't spoken to her in a while. And uh, Cynthia makes it known that every time that she tries to like make a concrete plan to go see her she cancels. And I was like, relatable content. (laughs) Like, I don't ever wanna see anybody either. And then she tried to make it seem like the connection was bad, by she, I mean Kenya. The connection was bad on the phone and that you know, whatever, they had to hang up. I feel like she kinda just wanted to hang up and was like pretending that she couldn't hear Cynthia anymore.
1: Right, because she could hear Cynthia, but as soon as she put Candy on and she realized it was like a whole dinner scene, she was like, oh, wait, huh? I can't hear. Oh, burp, burp, burp. And we crumpled paper in the microphone. Right.
0: <clears throat> and then so it flips over to Kenya. And now we see what Kenya's going through. She's about to get in her car anyway, so not really shocking that she's also trying to get off the phone. And like we just alluded to a little bit earlier, she's
1: noticeably thicker.
0: I feel like I wouldn't have brought it up if she didn't bring it up.
1: But she also I feel like her. I didn't like the angle they put in her camera for her
0: I think they purposely picked a terrible angle for her also but I do appreciate that she's I mean again it's it's noticeable but I do appreciate that she does bring it up and I think it just further exemplifies like what she's really going through and I feel like this is the first time that we've ever seen kenya like truly depressed like she's made like you know like when people die or her dog dies like she's been sad but this seems to be like some real, like, real depression for Kenya. And yeah,
1: it doesn't seem like she usually she like you said it's sadness so she can get herself through it. But this one, it seems like it's getting deeper and deeper the hole, and it's sad.
0: Because mm-hmm. even to the point where like she missed her turn when she was driving on the highway, and like how that like really kind of like rocks at her. her. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just interesting because it's like. When you talk about and think about depression, it's like, it really does feel like the smallest mistakes feel like, it really does feel like the, like your day is fucking ruined. Maybe even your life. Like it really does feel like, of course I couldn't get that shit right. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Um, It breaks you.
0: I personally just don't feel like this is like, you know, just content for the show. I feel like she's really going through something, which is not really shocking because we kind of knew something was up with, you know, her and Mark already.
1: Mark would send me into a bout of depression as well. So I can... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like,
0: she's really peculiar to me in that she really doesn't seem like she would be the type that would want to be a housewife. But I do also feel like she really does try to be one. But then I also feel like she doesn't. Like, I can't really get a grip on her.
1: Yeah. Like, later when they allude to the fact that she's great at doing house stuff, and like, mm-hmm. that's all nice, but something about her is not warm and cuddly like a wife. She's you know, a little too independent, a little too me, me, me. To it would seem to mm-hmm. be the quote unquote best wife if she was doing that storyline,
0: right? But then I do feel like she did like try with him. Maybe I don't know. I really can't get a read on it.
1: Um, I think she tried more than him. Now, did she try overall? I don't know, but she definitely tried. More
0: than him. <laughs> <laughs> did she try in comparison to other housewives across America, probably not. And so that's why I I made a note. I was like, I think Kenya knew it wasn't going to work out with Mark, but also desperately wanted to, but also didn't mind if it didn't. (laughs) It was one of those. It was kind of like, she knew it wasn't going to work. She knew that wasn't for her, but then she was willing to believe that it could have been for her. But then if it wasn't for her, she had already told herself that it wasn't for her anyway, so she was already willing to, like, you know, lose it. But then why didn't she get a prenup? Yeah, that I can explain. Unless he just had s- such incredibly better assets than she did. And she wanted a piece of that. I don't know.
1: And it seems quite clear he doesn't.
0: No. <laughs> well, not now. <laughs> not after COVID. Not a restaurant deal. And so anyway, so, you know, in this next scene, she's talking to her lawyer. And just saying, like, all the things that's going on. So like you said, like, they mentioned that there is no prenup. But she's kind of interested in really, like, going through with this separation and divorce now. Um, that he's become increasingly angry uh, and takes it out on her. Um, She attributes that just because of his business, et cetera, et cetera. She brings up the fact they had that fight and then that he went and filed for divorce like publicly after that. But for me, I think the biggest takeaway from this scene, because again, the divorce is not shocking to anyone except for, I guess, Kenya. I appreciated Kenya's lawyer having that sit down with her. Because the
1: one that was kind of off camera but was on camera, yeah. Right. I mean, yeah,
0: you know, we still need content for the show. But I did appreciate that he did still felt like I need to have this moment with her because I feel like just in terms of myself and like from what I've hear from other black women, I'm like too many times I feel like black men have not been our allies. (laughs) I just feel like there's too many of them trying to like argue shit. You know what I mean? Like trying to make it seem like their experiences as black men in the world are so much worse than our experiences as black women
1: and we couldn't even fathom what they go through in a day and we can't even fathom what they go through in a day
0: and it's like i'm not trying to argue with you you're trying to fight you're trying to fuck like i'm i don't understand you know what i mean so i like that he sat her down and was like yo you're being too fucking hard on yourself like especially as a black woman, especially as a, a a famous black woman, you know what I mean? Like, y'all yeah, put- I love
1: that he checked her and he was like, "Don't let this lame do you like that. Get yeah. your shit together." Yeah. Two side notes: one, she paid for her house in cash. That made me so excited. I love when people pay for shit in cash. That is money. That's how you're mm-hmm. supposed to. You're supposed to pay for your house outright if you got it. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I love that. And also, but at the same time, that Birkin bag was fake. Okay, keep going.
0: Um, So continue on the side note, apparently, like, I mean, that's, like, it's a popular thing amongst, like, rich people to, like, get fake shit. Like, it's not just, like, a poor people thing. Now, would I recommend you doing that when you're on national television? No.
1: Yeah, I definitely know rich people that do that. And it's, that's fine. Yeah, but but... when you're on TV, not, it's not acceptable. Fuck Marlo
0: for bringing that up. For what? Because I think Marlo had also started, like, the whole rumor that her shit was fake. Cause I think Marlo tweeted something like her bag is fake or <laughs>
1: something stupid. Well, I'm with Marlo on it because the bag is sagging yeah, in a way that is not real.
0: <laughs> um, And then after that, you know, we're fine. We're following poor Shaluther and, um
1: <laughs> What's crazy is I literally made that joke a couple episodes ago and I thought I had gotten it from Phaedra. So everyone was acting like this is the first time they heard it. I'm like, guys, it sh- she's been called that before.
0: Right. The only thing I think I want to note uh, on this particular
1: montage
0: is that um, I will give her props and respect on her education come up. You know, she's talking about activate my activism. All right, girl. (laughs) I'm going to give it to you, though, because you didn't know the Underground Railroad was not a real railroad. Say that 10 times fast. You know, a couple years ago. And now, you know, on the front lines getting arrested. So I'll give you that.
1: Now you know more than anybody on this cast. That's what right. I'm talking about.
0: That's what I'm talking about in terms of a fucking come up. But, you know, we spoke about it earlier already that if you are a black person in America, nothing that Portia is doing is surprising or I should say should be surprising to you. Like, you know everything that happened already. You know the things that we have to go through. You know what life is like for us on a daily basis. So, I don't really know if there's anything that we really need to get into nitty gritty about that particular scene. Unless you needed something to add.
1: No, just her overall storyline. Like, when I texted you and said I was, like, getting choked up, it was during her part. Mm -hmm. Just to see her, like, because I don't even go on the front lines like that. You know what I mean? And I don't know Mm -hmm. many people that do in my real life. So, to Mm -hmm. see her do that is truly incredible. Like, we can donate if we want and we can support from at home, but to really go and do that during a pandemic is, and travel for it. Wow. It's really impactful. So I was just getting emotional thinking about like, damn, she mm-hmm. really is like representing for us and I'm so proud of her. Mm-hmm. So I really fucked with that.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I'll, not to cheapen like what she's doing because it's obviously really important. Anyone who went to the fucking front lines in any capacity, I don't even care if you weren't really on the front line. You were just there on a side behind a bush or something. <laughs> like, in your car. In your car. Like, you still contributed in a very meaningful way. Um, and I'm not going to take that from her. Like I said, like, I'm I'm glad that she had quite the come up in that regard. Especially because it's been lineage. You know what I mean? Like, come on, girl. But I will say that I'm very intrigued about how she starts off the season with being an activist and then ends with boinking a male stripper. Like that's I just what need to I
1: know... and that's what I'm obsessed with is that she is so multifaceted, <laughs> so 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 so
0: multifaceted. The duality to me was very
1: intriguing. Oh wow, that makes it even better. The way they're playing it up right now, mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm mm-hmm. so excited. I'm
0: going to commercial break and we're back.
1: And
0: you know, we're having this little cute fake car wash scene. I shouldn't say it's fake because they're in COVID, so the car wash probably wasn't really
1: open. But
0: again, we're washing a Porsche,
1: <laughs> so let's keep everything relative. Let's everyone. be real. I know people that have cars like that, and they have someone that comes and cleans all the cars in one day. Don't do that. That's exactly what happened. So, whatever, right? Yeah, okay.
0: So, yeah, so it's 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 a Tucker fam, <laughs> it's candy. And her three children and Todd and Ace and Todd are washing quote unquote uh, the car. And
1: um, Ace is into it.
0: Ace is really trying to get in the nitty gritty. He's not even like stopping to have conversations. Blaze is over there, you know, drooling on her baby Bajorn. And um, she
1: looked too cute in that thing.
0: She was so cute. Such a cute little nugget. And then Candy and Riley are talking about you know, NYU and paying for tuition and then like, you know, like her allowance and her budget, which is like, Candy, you know you're gonna give this girl anything she asks for. Stop it.
1: Um, Hello, you said Riley and Candy were having a conversation. You meant to say Riley, Candy and Riley's new nose. Stop
0: it. We've already talked about her chop job.
1: And but we're seeing it live in video.
0: It completely changed her face. Whoa completely changed her face. She does not look like the same person remotely.
1: And also the way she does her makeup, she just put foundation on her nose. She didn't contour her nose. Her nose job needs a nose contour. And it just looks, it, it it's almost gone in her face. You almost don't see it. It's almost like she doesn't have a nose. She just has nostrils. Does she like it? You does Candy like She gets it? a number two.
0: You know what I mean? Like, I, w- I want to know if she, like, liked it.
1: I'm more interested if Candy likes it. She bought it. <laughs>
0: I don't think she does. I have a, a sneaky suspicion mm, that neither of them do.
1: Yeah. It was really upsetting to see.
0: Really, and this is why I just don't like, I tell everyone it's really hard for a black person to get a nose job. I'm sorry. It's just the one thing we can't really do. We can. Some look good. if you're they to don't thin... have that technology out for us. If you're trying to thin like the bridge, then yeah. It'll be fine. But if you're trying to do something with the tip, and obviously all of our tips are pretty bulbous, <laughs> that's where the problem comes in. And so it looks like whoever did hers didn't even give a fuck about the bridge. They put all their work onto the tip.
1: She literally has the same nose as Nini and Tamar. Not even. I, I would say they have better noses than this. Wow. Yeah. That's saying a lot. They do. I'm not happy with the nostrils, and we can keep going. I'm it's just, not just a no, like that. It's the nostrils that bother me. He picked them. He picked the tip of her
0: nose up. She didn't need that. Okay, whatever. Uh, honestly, she could have contoured her nose and been fine, but she's here now, so we're gonna have to support her anyway. So, so anyway, needs to
1: contour that fucking nose right now.
0: <laughs> she still. <laughs> got nose jobs so only still need to contour. Um, <laughs> So, I, I don't want to break her spirit. She's a young girl. Anyway, so they're talking about. For us to speak for yourself. <laughs> she's obviously, she's, I guess, I don't know. She's the fire sign of the two of us. So, she's more willing to be the mini Puccini sometimes than I am. So, anyway, basically, the discussion is about how Riley's dad block, you know, isn't paying money. Um, toward her child support and I was like bitch get in line I mean
1: (laughs) also this was her storyline a couple seasons ago I don't want to see this again it's
0: still a storyline that he's still not helping out and I'm like and y'all think that he's going to help out with the NYU
1: tuition this was like he's like okay either the story should be I need this to be a very quick arc because either he's going to give her the money or he's not
0: (laughs) and it's looking like not it's looking like not in my opinion um but what do I know (laughs) actually I know a lot he's not so then Todd decides that he you know had to insert something um talking about it's on block to form that relationship and you know I'm on Riley's side in this one because I too went through a similar situation with my parents like divorcing when I was younger I bring it up enough um that People would think that I'm, like, hurt by it. But I'm, I promise you, everyone, I'm, like, not. <laughs> just relatable. It's just relatable black content, I guess. I don't know. But um, I agree with Riley in that it's, like, I don't really want a relationship with you anymore. Like, uh, or it's not even that I don't want a relationship with you. But it's, like, I'm cool with also not. Like, I I can go either way. I'm very neutral. Black.
1: Yeah, because, again, Black was a full friend of for a whole season. We've already seen this play out. He's not paying <laughs>
0: your presence or lack thereof doesn't really affect me the day to day it'd be nice if you would pay the child support because you're supposed to and i need money at this moment then this is the perfect time for me to get the support but other than that i don't think riley's really crying out for his love and affection and i think we all know that so like you said it definitely could be a shorter story arc because i don't think anyone cares about
1: we'll be right back after this short message from our sponsor so Todd was speaking up from his perspective and isn't his relationship with his daughter strained and always TBD? Right. <laughs> while he's over here talking. Right. Talking about, oh, it's on
0: him. I'm like, and when it was on you, you barely was around too. So... That's what right, it was like, on oh, you but... and you
1: didn't talk to her for a month while she lived in your house. So if it was on you. His little input, I was just like, oh, okay. I mean, it is on him. You are correct. But I don't know if I like hearing that from you.
0: Right. You, you're you not a success story, sir. <laughs> like,
1: you know, like, you're no model citizen here. I'm so say, get out of here. You put in the work and she still ain't giving you the fucking
0: time of day. That, that's not inspirational. Like <laughs> The next scene, I guess Kenya is finally letting people into her abode. And Candy and Cynthia go over. Um, you know, they make mention. We see Kenya's breaking ground on a pool. Apparently, Mark didn't want a pool, but she wants a pool, so she's getting a pool, which I don't understand why he didn't want a pool, slash. Because he
1: just because he holiday. likes to be a contrarian, I he just want to just say, like, contrarian, like... <laughs> bro, like, if she asked him straight up, would you like a pool? He would say yes. But if she said, I want a pool, do you want a pool? He said no.
0: You know what I mean? Then, then it's like, oh, think about Brooklyn. We think about Brooklyn. You
1: know, I could, I could see him doing that. You know what I mean? so clearly because uh, then it shows how much richer she is for real for real he's gonna be he doesn't want that
0: exactly (laughs) and so yeah obviously she's using this also to show that she's like definitely going through the separation divorce because she doesn't even quote-unquote care about you know what he has to say anymore or his input guess i'm supposed to be her you know way of being feisty so the ladies are talking and they're just talking about how like you know being trapped and i use the word trapped with their significant other 24-7 during COVID, has really, you know, tested relationship limits. And um,
1: is this the point where the producers ask
0: how your sex life was affected? Oh, that was earlier. So, yeah, so they asked, like, how everyone's sex life is going. Um, Cynthia says that hers has increased. Candy says hers is pretty much the same, and then they do that flashback <laughs> montage with her. Candy is very, very intriguing to me because she comes across as super, super dry, but we also know that she's super, super sexual. I know it's so
1: amazing to me. Her character is so intriguing. Talk
0: about fucking duality, all right? Like this, right? Like Portia's about to be
1: on her wave if she steps it up with this threesome.
0: So it was just so interesting because she can like really like in like a very deadpan, like
1: monotone voice sex talk Todd right and then also remember I brought up that fucking flashback a couple weeks ago and then they show it where she said I love it when you eat it from the back I did not remember the specifics like that that was funny um
0: did Riley see that episode I always I like no. did. Your child, do your children watch this shit like cause I don't want to see or hear about you talking about stepdad talking about eating it from the back <laughs>
1: But then I'm like, for him to be this. like, oh wow, really? <laughs> right.
0: But then she does all the sex dungeon stuff too. So I'm like, so Riley has to know about all this stuff.
1: And But out of sight, out of mind, you don't want to keep be reminded every day.
0: You know, it's just interesting. And so Kenny's basically saying how like housework ain't for her. Like she tried to do laundry and she was doing it for four hours and still wasn't done. And you know, apparently Kenya's girl, model citizen, like we said earlier, <laughs> with you know, doing laundry and housewife shit.
1: And, um... I love that Todd does nothing around the house. I mean, most of these men do nothing, but the fact that Todd does absolutely nothing is so intriguing to me. Yeah, she was like,
0: he doesn't complain, and she's like, he has a disaster. Like, uh, he better not. And then I loved (laughs) Cynthia's point, because she's like, men are like a lot. Like, you gotta have sex, you gotta feed them. Like, you gotta give them so much attention. And
1: I was like, It's such a housewife's classic to be like, I have three kids, my twins, and then my husband. They love to do that type of thing. Right. And I'm like,
0: how many times do straights have to tell us that they're fucking miserable? (laughs) like, that's how I feel watching this. I'm like, do I want to get in a relationship with a man? Because it seems pretty, I don't know, like, miserable.
1: It just requires a lot of work.
0: It just requires a lot of work, and I think that scares me because I'm like, I feel like a lot of things require a lot of work, and I don't know if I can take on one more thing that requires more work.
1: (laughs) Um, I could hate... I mean, it's fine, but like it is definitely at some point you will just have a breaking point, though. That's the con, (laughs) is how long can you hold off until you resent them for the fact that you do way more than they do?
0: And that they don't even acknowledge that you do way more than they do because yeah. they swear they do just as much if not more and i'm like you going to your little nine to five is not the same thing when
1: you out of every single thing that the woman is doing but okay and the right how about i go to my nine to five and then work five to nine working on your ass
0: <laughs> right
1: how and about the that research
0: does support this And I know because I was... Yeah, that's a whole
1: scientific fact. Yeah. Like,
0: there's evidence-based practice, as we say in the medical world. So... You know, okay. And then Kenny just decides that she needs to tell them that she's getting a divorce or separation or whatever she's calling it. A conscious uncoupling. And, um, no one is shocked once again. I was like, I like how Cynthia went a roundabout way of saying divorce him. And Kenny was just, like, straight up, like, yeah, like, it might be time for that divorce. Because Cynthia was like, you know, Mark talks her crazy and he's also not really around. And, you know, I don't think she's getting any vitamin D from him. So, you know, I don't know. She should just... And then Candy was like, girl, cut the ties and move on.
1: Mark is not worth all this trouble. It'd be different if this was some guy that was he was everything and more, but he just was in New York or something. He You don't even see this dude. You've got to give it up.
0: She has to make it seem like this is like a real relationship with that she really weighed the pros and cons when in actuality he was just a momentary fling that she could have a baby with and could marry just to say that she got married and period. And I'm not even mad at that, I'm really not.
1: It's a Mr. Right Now situation, right.
0: I'm not even mad at that situation, that arrangement. And I'm not. And I'm going to tell you why I'm not mad. Because it's like, the, the problem is Kenya listens and cares about what people think too much. She acts like she don't, but she does. And I feel like a lot of Aquarius are like this, you know, opposite of Leos. Leos obviously clearly give a fuck about what people think. And as the opposite sign, they do too. But they like to pretend like they don't. She's listening to bitches like Mimi, you know, who likes to tear her down about her relationships or lack thereof or whatever and i'm like you're the one that could be winning here if you would just flip this situation to like he was my mister right now he was cute he was hot i had a baby with him not my baby cute he has some monies and i had some money so that wasn't a problem we got married because i wanted to get married i wanted to see what that experience was like and work out period point blank that's it She could have rolled with that. I don't know why it was that we need to pretend like this is some real, real, true love shit. I'm like, we know it's not. I think going that angle, that lie, is what kind of angers people more. And it's like, you're listening to people like Nene, who has literally been, like, fighting with Greg since fucking season two. I'm like, so, like, it's not like your married friends are doing any better, I should say. And that's where I get on anybody who like listens to like what other people say i'm like okay but, like check on like, what's going on with them because a lot of times it's not like their lives are any better nobody who's married on this show has a marriage that i would aspire to i'll be quite honest i don't want candy and todd's relationship i don't want nini and well i mean she's not on it anymore but you know what i mean i didn't want nini and gregs
1: don't even say portion dennis <laughs> I mean <laughs> they're not even married
0: and Cynthia and Mike seem to be the most copacetic but I don't think I'm going to necessarily want theirs either um,
1: you think they're the most copacetic I think of all the other relationships going on right now on this show okay yeah I do who,
0: who are they topping don't say fucking Todd and Candy cause they always fighting about a restaurant some money here, or Candy's
1: fucking mother. Yeah, but their relationship cool. Honestly, they just, they don't. see I them. just
0: named five. I just named like three different instances of them fighting, and that's cool to you? But like they fight about. Yeah, I every think I think line. that.
1: Yeah, and that's just what they fight about. They shouldn't work together. That's that's its own problem. <laughs> but I don't know and when there mama? was a and her, her mama. Who wouldn't fight about her mama? <laughs> who is Candy gonna be with that's not gonna fight? Have to fight her over her mama. I feel as though when that the couple scenes we saw with Mike last year and Cynthia, I didn't like the way he was talking to her. So we'll have to see how mm-hmm. it shakes out. But I, Todd doesn't mm-hmm. talk to Handy like that.
0: Well, I mean he can't.
1: So, right? She slipped, slapped the shit out of him, <laughs> and that's yeah. not that that's great. She but is she the would good winner. She
0: set herself up in that relationship where like, and, and that's why I kind of feel bad for Todd in a way because it's like it is what it is. Like she's just a more. She just seems to be more of the dominant in that relationship, and I don't even think it's attached to her making more money than him. There just seems to be some sort of power dynamic where she comes
1: out, and of her that. fame is different, so exactly. it also makes her way more above him, way more above. Mm. Ooh, Freudian slip. Hey,
0: okay. so so in terms of like how why Todd can't talk to her, I'm like yeah, because like the relationship is already not like that in terms of the power balance um whereas obviously you know with mike and cynthia um it's a little more in mike's favor but i can see why you're saying that that's why i said like there's the most but i didn't mean like it's like most in terms of like i want it like i still wouldn't want their relationship either speaking of mike and cynthia the next scene is with them and he's talking about his book deal and She's like, hey, Kita," And it's just so funny because, again, this reinforces the fact that he always got, like, female friends and, like, female you know, workers and shit like that. And it's like, why don't men like you? You know what I mean? Like, it's always like that. Like, whenever you see, like, a woman that's
1: always around, like, men or, like, a man that's always around women, it's like... Where are your male friends at all? Just, can we just see a few of them?
0: Why can't, do you not get along with men? And that's concerning. Like, it would just, like, it would be concerning for a woman who didn't have any you know woman friends i'm like well why can't you get along with them you know what i mean so it's just more so when a man only has female friends than when a woman only has male friends
1: i think because he's fucking a few of them that's guaranteed
0: (laughs) period is currently has currently or
1: would (laughs) right if the opportunity presents itself
0: exactly so yeah, so it was just interesting because I felt like their scene was like super like sexual Like he just was like not letting it rest. Yeah, it was like he was, his Leo side was like on full display. He was just letting it go into sex talk. Um, he's like, that ass is moving
1: and then when she comes over, he's like making the noise she makes during sex and having talking about putting the pillows on her face. So I'm like, where did this come? This is what the first scene he wanted to have on this? I don't know. <laughs> You just talk to Kita, who you may have laid pipe to one time, and then you're going to talk to Cynthia about how you loving that ass and how it got bigger over quarantine and how you fuck her every night with the kids in the house? I don't know. Again, I hope his kids are spared of this scene and they never have to see it.
0: And I hope Noelle doesn't have to hear it either, you know? (laughs) I care about her, too. But I was also like, oh, my God, the way he's talking about her ass, I'm like, see? You get your ass done and your life just fucking changes. It's really crazy. Um, also, what I wanted to know is that the fucking broke Peter and Cynthia montage was everything that I needed. Everything. When he, Peter was sitting there with a the wedding planner or whatever and was like, yeah, basically we don't got money for this. I was
1: screaming. And I told my coworker my favorite season of all time is... Real Housewives of Atlanta season three. And it's because of moments like that. Are you crazy? You really made all these plans knowing you didn't have a fucking buck? And then you're going to sit here on national TV and be like, you know what? We can't even have a bar at our wedding. I can't even afford that. I'll see what I can do within the next 48 hours, but I don't know.
0: (laughs) He said we have absolutely no money. (laughs) I miss Peter Loki. He's funny. Talk about your pussy drying up. It would be so dry if I heard my fiance say that. We have absolutely no money. I can't think of a situation in which I will still continue to marry that man. We're just not going to get married then. We're going to have to wait until we got our bucks up. (laughs) Because I can't be tied to someone who can't manage a fucking check.
1: Yeah, and Cynthia was too easy to give him money for her to go into that knowing that she was going to fall victim to him and his scams.
0: And then it was again to bring the license and then they got the license, but she would give it to... (laughs) It was just... that
1: Season 3 gold! It was so bad, though. Yeah.
0: What I also thought was very interesting, um, and I hate to bring everything back to astrology, but bitch, okay, we said it in our in our little bio on Spotify. So <laughs> the Leo also came out from Mike again because I feel like his whole argument about this
1: wedding was just fucking stupid, quite frankly. Um, the- I'm so glad you said that because that was going to be one of my notes as well.
0: Yes, the whole marriage versus wedding argument, you trying to be with me, you want the wedding. I'm like, sir, I want the wedding. I'm like, it's just, it's not fair to, com- like, to compare the two. I'm like, men were raised not to care about the wedding. Women were raised to care about the wedding. And I'm not going to, this is not an argument on, you know, gender stereotypes or expectations or trying to rewrite how the patriarchy is set up. This is just simple facts. You know what I mean? So for you to sit here and tell me that I can not get what I want, which is the only part of this whole fiasco that really matters
1: as a woman, I'm like, yeah. I'm I'm with Cynthia where she said we can either wait until it's over, or we have to—I don't know—I don't want to do it because I would like to have a big wedding. Because did you watch? I would encourage Mike to watch season three. Hmm. Excuse me.
0: Right. She didn't. She already didn't get to have the wedding that she wanted, so I can understand why she wants the wedding that she wants, especially because she wants this man more than she wanted that man. <laughs> number one, exactly.
1: Number- so yeah. it's just different for her, and it's upsetting that he's making it such an ordeal versus just being like, okay, I understand. And that's what I'm talking about with him. I don't like the way he talks to her. Like her opinion doesn't matter.
0: Uh, I mean, it's very Leo. This is, this is a classic Leo and Pisces dynamic. I just want everybody to know that. If the Pisces is not willing to speak up, which we all know Cynthia isn't. So, (laughs) but maybe she is because she got her way in the end. But it's just, Like, how did you... To me, it's just intriguing because, like, how did he make it about him? Me saying that I want a wedding does not mean that I'm not okay with it just being me and you. But I'm not. But that doesn't mean that I'm rejecting you. You see what I'm saying? Wow, I was just like, that was, like, such a weird argument that you pulled out of your ass. I'm like, how are you even... How are you competing with the wedding when you're in it? That's how it felt. Like, you're trying to compete with the wedding, and that's weird. Because, one, you're going to lose. And, two, because... (laughs) Like I already said, like in in the grand scheme of things, when it comes to marriage, and again, like we said earlier, I've been a part of the research that supports this. (laughs) Women don't get much out of marriage in comparison to men. And obviously I'm talking about heterosexual relationships. We all know that lesbian and gay marriages are just infinitely better, not the best, but infinitely better. But women already don't get much out of a marriage. Like men, Traditionally got more assets from it. You know, they got the women's dowry, you know, all the other kings and queens shits, you know. So it's just like the only thing that the woman really gets, you know, men live longer when they're married versus when they're not. The only thing that the woman really gets is the fucking wedding. So, yes, I want what I'm entitled to. The only thing that I truly get out of this whole thing. You get health. You get free food. You get free sex. You get TV because now I'm on TV. Now
1: you are. You get notoriety. Like they say, the engagements for the man, the weddings for the woman, and that's just how it is.
0: So yeah, so I thought it was just really peculiar how he tried to spin that again. More portion with the king coverage. <laughs> um, at some point, she gets arrested.
1: I mean, I like that they prefaced her getting arrested with that video she made of, like, I'm not trying to harm myself. If I get arrested, it's for the movement. And then she got arrested. That was cool.
0: Uh, It was just really terrible that she had to do that. And she and all the other people, you know, that were protesting (laughs) had to say, like, if I just mysteriously turn up dead, don't think that I committed suicide. Like, that's not the case here. And it's terrible that we have to do that. And people have been doing that since Sandra Bland because they tried to make it seem like she just mysteriously died or killed herself in her jail cell. Like, that's, we all know that's not the fucking case. But again, y'all already know how I feel about the coverage that they're giving the situation. I'm glad that it's giving Portia a platform. You know, it's giving her a storyline. But um, like you said, this is not where I go for my education. And it shouldn't be where people go for their education. And then so really pretty much the ending scene is just (laughs) Candy and Todd opening up this new restaurant, Venture, and what are they? It's a steakhouse, right? Is a steak, steak, I guess steak and seafood and...
1: generally all go together usually anyway, right? I guess, but they announced that it was steak and seafood.
0: And he's trying to have a lounge area, and they're arguing about that, because why not argue about it? I mean, et cetera, et cetera. It's going to do well because it's in Atlanta and because their name is attached to it. And because they're on TV and they're talking about the restaurant, so people are going to want to go and talk about it and eat and try
1: it out. She's just the LVP of Atlanta, and that's just what it is.
0: She's truly the LVP of Atlanta. That's it. I also do want to note that pretty much everybody had like some sort of like braids on at some point in this episode, and I was like, "That's how you know it's the summer." <laughs> it's just
1: like everybody, right? They and- kept saying it was hot, and then they were all braided up, right? And it's during COVID, so you know,
0: people wasn't really going to get their like hair done that much, so you know, you just had to braid your shit up and keep it moving. And that's. Pretty much it. Portia's mugshot was weird because she was like, Why she do
1: her lips? She pursed her lips in a weird way. Not even pursed it. She like made them go away. Yeah. She was like eating
0: them. It was the opposite of purse. I don't, I don't know what the opposite of that is, but whatever. You know, she just mentioned that she got to bond with the women while she was in there. And that was really beautiful. Um, and her biggest takeaway, she said,
1: And I'd do it again.
0: That she would do it again. And then we hear the fade out no justice, no peace.
1: Side note, there was this song earlier they were chanting. I was screaming. It was like, I love my black hair. I wear it everywhere. I was like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I love being black. Like, Whoa, this is propaganda I love, but I'm confused by.
0: Yeah, I'm like, what does that have to do with <laughs> dying because someone's knee I <laughs> love my black hair. I wear it everywhere. Like, what is happening? Yeah, is that, that what we're fighting for? I positivity is fine so i'll let y'all have it but i do
1: i did recognize. that's why i say i love it but i'm also very confused about it <laughs> i love it but you
0: also did pull that out of nowhere um and then so you know we just get the montages for next you know the upcoming season i should say um and obviously we'll get introduced to juiced at some point it's also funny because anytime anyone mentions juiced you have to say like her first and her last name juiced it's never just drew she's
1: definitely uh Drew Sidor, like a first and last.
0: Yeah. That's... Um.
1: Also, I was looking on who's dated who.com just to see what like what her history is, and there, not only did she mess with the guy that played Malik on the game while she was on the game, apparently, allegedly, she also messed with Drake at some point in the early odds. I believe that. I mean, he. Is a smash war. anyone? Yeah, <laughs> smash but anyone it's, then... I'm more intrigued by the women that sleep with him versus him sleeping with them. I could give a fuck, but I I think it's interesting. She got him early, so I guess it was still cool back then.
0: Well, it's just interesting because like he'll also like sit on it for a while and then he'll bring it up like randomly in a song later, like in his song with fucking um what's his name?
1: Yeah, SZA was not happy.
0: I'm sure SZA was not happy about that because it's like if you want to talk about the fact that we stuck together i mean that's fine but like also it's not but um but in a song is like as like a bar is kind of cheap like don't do it and it was probably and that
1: song is horrible
0: that song is super terrible but for some reason ralph Taylor has its on its main playlist in either man housewife on display who's yours
1: portugal the king yeah even though we didn't talk about her this entire... <laughs> <laughs> we really did gloss over her parts, but that's just... Because Cause we just talked about it at the beginning. Again, yeah. it's it's a it's a movement, not a moment. We don't need to talk. It, it's already been going on. It's nothing new that we've seen, but to see her side of it, to get to see what she actually went through, like to see the story behind the headlines of her getting arrested was really interesting, and yeah. I really appreciate it also that this episode was paced fast so that we didn't really have to go over it but that they kept checking in with her and that she kind of felt like the center of this episode Mm -hmm. so yeah it's Portia for me
0: Um, I'm fine with giving that to her Portia here are your flowers thank you for your duty on the front lines honey
1: and I can't wait to award it to you later for being a naughty girl (laughs) (laughs) Tonight
0: I'll be a naughty girl All right, everyone, that concludes this episode. Check back in tomorrow because we will be uploading our coverage of the Real Housewives of Potomac finale. And we have a lot to say (laughs) and a lot of things that were unsaid. So please join us until next time.